Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. What's going down? Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. It is Wednesday, May the 25th, 2022. Y'all decided to wake y'all asses up with Ray G. And for that, I appreciate you being here. It's good to be here this morning. Um, you know, sometimes there, there are things that, that happen in life, man, that just take precedent over everything else. And, you know, for those of y'all who may be tapping in for the first time or those of y'all that tap in religiously, you see the, the upside down Dallas hat. I live down here and uh, right outside of Dallas, Texas. And yesterday, uh, shooting at an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas, southern, south of us, um, just hit home, man. And uh, my wife is a teacher. I got my son is in elementary school. I literally was the we didn't have the show on Monday because I had to go to his pre-kindergarten award ceremony, right? Elementary school. Wife's an elementary school teacher. Uh, another little boy about to be in pre-K soon. So uh, I just wanted to say, you know, from the from the small, tiny, itty bitty little platform that I have, uh, whether your parents watching the show, uh, you've got little brothers or little sisters or cousins or nieces or nephews. Uh, just my heart goes out to those families. Absolute worst nightmare type shit, you know, like bigger than any of this football stuff, bigger than fantasy, like bigger than all of that, man. Just really, really worst, the worst fear, um, sending your kid or your, your brother, or your sister to school and, um, just senseless act of violence. So, uh, I just want to say for anybody who might be down there in South Texas that's tapping into the show state of Texas or anywhere across the world, man. Just hug those loved ones closely, like cherish each and every day. And uh, just my, my sincere thoughts and prayers go out to everybody involved, uh, the teachers, the kids. Last week of school in Texas, just absolute, absolute worst nightmare. Just crazy stuff, um, you know. But my job uh, and what I appreciate about, you know, what I get to do, you know, Monday through Friday, uh, whether you like the prop videos or not, whether you like NBA or not, whether you like the WNBA or not, one of the cool things that I like that we get to do is is come together for a little bit of time to take our mind off of, you know, you know everything that's going on. And that's hard. That's really difficult uh, sometimes to do that. Um, but that's what I appreciate about this platform, this audience. We get a little bit of time to come together, uh, engage as a community, have some fun together, um, and try to try to escape the craziness of craziness of life. So appreciate everybody tapping into the building today. Plan to have a damn good show. Uh, who do we got in the building? Who we got in the building? Uh, ties in the building. Mike A. What's going on, Mike A? Joey Crack, Dynasty Barry, man. Me and Dynasty Barry been chopping it up. Sharp Dynasty mind in the space. I'm telling you, Dynasty Barry knows his stuff. My girl Joe is in the building. Austin. Somebody got blocked apparently in the chat. Marlon's in the building. L. Wood, Oliver, Nick. JP, what's going on, everybody? Uh, excited to be here today. We've been 
feels like we've been off for a while. I was talking to Jay before the show. I'm like, damn, I feel like we haven't done the show in forever. He's like, yeah, it's been a week. I was like, no, man, we did a show on Friday. So just shows goes to show how much we enjoy doing this and bringing y'all content uh, every single week. Uh, Jay, how you doing uh, this morning, my friend? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's it's funny you mentioned that, right? Because for me, and I'm sure for you too, it feels like the grind doesn't stop, whether it's making prop videos, making other content uh, that we're doing as well. But the show needs to go on. And, um, you know, you talked about the tragedy in Texas yesterday. It's it's crazy because even for me, like I take for granted that whether it's brothers, sisters, cousins, whatever, like we don't really have to deal with that here in Canada, right? So to see these things is a constant reminder, like you're saying, to just be mindful that these things can always happen at any turn. Um, so I wanted to say that my hearts and prayers go out to uh, everyone out there down affected in Texas um, and in the Southern or I guess it's Western um, San Antonio community. Mm -hmm. But honestly, man, like I think for me and, and the show overall, it's just trying to provide that outlet, like you said. And um, I think this will be a fun show. You know, I, I talked about how you had a topic in mind. You wanted to talk Justin Fields and Jalen Hurts. And then you made it seem like I curbed that, stole yeah, that you thunder completely, from you. You rained um, on my parade. You 100%. We're texting last not. night. I'm like, Jay, I what? want to talk no, about Justin Fields and Hurts. Give the people the real context. Give the people the real context. It was 11.30 p.m. And I was, and I already had the thing, the template for the show thought out because I wanted to get it done before I went to bed. And you text me at 11.30 say, oh, you know, I've been uh, with the patrons. You've been really talking a lot about Justin Fields and Jalen Hurts. So I think that's what we should do tomorrow. And I'm like, did you pay attention? Like, this has been set, set up since like 9 o'clock. Again, we can talk about whatever you want. It's your show. I just came up with an idea. We'd go through OTAs and stuff like that. Like the biggest thing, the funniest thing that I saw was Trey Lance respectfully telling the media and us, because I guess we're talking heads now, that he doesn't give a fuck what we think, right? Everyone's talking about Trey Lance saying- Watch your potty mouth, Jordan. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You swear can put money jar. in the swear jar swear for jar. me. But it's funny because he's like, with all due respect, you know- it's not my job to care about what you guys have to say. And, you know, you see seven on sevens, he's 15 of 17. And everyone's asking, well, show me the two incompletions, right? <laughs> because they want to know, is Trey Lance playing well or is he not playing well? But I just thought that, to me, was the most compelling thing. Like, this whole Trey Lance issue and is Jimmy Garoppolo going to get traded? Kyle Shanahan actually came out and said, you know, Jimmy's going to be traded, but the surgery delayed that. We see the Panthers are still interested in Jimmy Garoppolo. The Panthers are also still interested in Baker Mayfield. Ray, I want to start with the Panthers really quickly because Sam Darnold said he's the best quarter. He could be the best quarterback in the world. You know, that unreal confidence that we have of quarterbacks, which some people do appreciate. I prefer a little bit of realism in this world. And then you have Jimmy Garoppolo, who could be a fit in the Panthers for DJ Moore. And you also have Baker Mayfield, who's kind of the X factor here. And he is also tied to the Seattle Seahawks. Where are you at with the Carolina Panthers? Because we don't know what's going to happen there. They need a quarterback. Is it going to be Sam Darnold? I don't know. But those are kind of the three options that you see floating around in the OTA news space. Which one do you think is the best one for fantasy purposes? I'm going to ask you, <laughs> rank, rank them. Wh what do you think their rankings are? on keep trade cut what do you think those <laughs> quarterbacks rank? what give me the ranking of the three quarterbacks you talked about on keep trade cut amongst each other like just rank them rank them okay so i think sam darnold would be first okay. and i'll rank him at 30 okay i'll put baker mayfield at 
35, and I'll put Jimmy Garoppolo at 30, uh, 37. And I'd say Matt Corral is probably at like 25. He's probably the highest of all of them. Well, I was going to say, so you nailed a QB 35, but you got the wrong one. So Corral okay. is at QB 32, and he's ranked higher than any of the other quarterbacks that we mentioned. Oh, wow. Baker's at QB 33, right? So Matt Corral, okay. more value than Baker Mayfield. Jimmy Garoppolo was the QB 35. Um, he's ranked third. And then Sam Darnold, QB 40. Uh, oh, my so God. I didn't think there could be that many quarterbacks like in the NFL to push him down that far well, as a starter, I, I, I which mixed is them. Well, it's ranked in between with rookie picks, like the, the 2023 oh, okay. picks. So people would rather a, a mid-2022 third-round pick, a mid-2022 third. That's like Jerome Ford over You're Sam praying. Darnold. <laughs> Over You're Sam right. Darnold. I mean, that's what, what, what would you take? Where are you at? You got to take Sam Darnold. You just do. You just, I think at that I point, probably, you I honestly would rather have Garoppolo or Baker Mayfield playing quarterback. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. I'm fine with that. Which yes. one do you think is the best one for fantasy, though? Because I think the answer could be a little bit different. Jimmy's probably the best one if you Neither. want to win. Games. Neither. I, I don't, uh, I, I know what you're asking. Like, which one's the best? I think they're all the same. Like I, I, I think they're all the same type of quarterback. They are desperation, second QBs in a super flex league. They are depth. Hopefully, your fourth quarterback in super flex or QB four um, for fantasy purposes. They, they all kind of do the same thing. None of them. Sam Darnold likes to run a little bit more, right? So he's got a little bit yep. of rushing upside. But they're all just you're you're banking on a big touchdown game from those type of quarterbacks. I don't want any of them, and I don't think Carolina particularly wants any of them. And I think they're going to be in the hunt, Jay, for a top quarterback next year. You know, we did this exercise instead um, of the Destination Devi Discord, right? We were in the Heisman group and we were chatting a couple of days ago. What do you think the bottom five teams <clears throat> in the NFL will be next year? And then okay. off of that, that's what that's what led to the Jalen Hurts, Justin okay. Fields conversation because we were talking about teams in the NFL that we think are going to finish at the bottom, right? And the teams okay. that we sort of came up with as a community uh, were the Jacksonville Jaguars, yeah, um, uh, the Jacksonville, the Chicago Bears, the Seattle yep. Seahawks, um, Houston those, probably. I don't think Houston's going to be that bad, but they'll be they'll be at the bottom. They'll be bad, but I don't think they're yeah. going to be Seattle bad. I don't believe they'll be Chicago bad. I don't think they're going to be Jacksonville bad. There was one other team that we had in that mix to potentially Atlanta be Atlanta maybe in there. You said who? Atlanta, the Falcons? We didn't say Atlanta, but that's a good call. We did not say Atlanta, but I like that call. But when you're talking about let's just focus on Seattle, Jacksonville, Chicago. The reason yeah. why the question kind of popped up, Jay, is because I said, of those teams, like, is there any way possible? Just vibe with me here. I'm not saying it could happen, but is there any way that Chicago finishes with the number one overall pick, that uh, the Jaguars finish with the number one, let's just say the number one overall pick, the worst team in football, and C.J. Stroud goes out there and annihilates college football again? which I believe he's going to. I think he is going to 
Ohio State's offense, offensively, they should shred every team they play this year. C.J. Stroud should put himself in the conversation for a Heisman Trophy, for the Davey O'Brien Award, for the Maxwell Player of the Year, and number one overall pick. If Jacksonville and Chicago are at number one overall, is there any shot in hell, Jay? Because I haven't gotten your answer that they move on from these 2021 quarterbacks, from T-Law or Fields, after year two. Is there any shot that Chicago says, I mean, we didn't draft him, not our guy, C.J. Stroud is here, Fields look bad, or Trevor Lawrence again. Is there any shot in hell that a team would have the balls? Or the Jets? Let's let the... Is there any yeah, chance? Is there any chance that those teams take a quarterback number one overall with what they just invested at the position two years prior? Is there any chance? I think Jacksonville. I would say no. I don't think there's any way Jacksonville would take any of the quarterbacks coming out over mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence. I just don't think that's going to happen. But Justin Fields, I think a case could be made. But the the issue for me isn't that I think Justin Fields is bad and they replace him. I think the case is like you said is the regime's just saying, well, we didn't draft him, so why do we care, right? Like if we think that CJ Stroud can be better, then maybe you just go that route. But I think the problem for me is that like you look at them as prospects. Like I don't think there's any way that CJ Stroud is a better prospect than Justin Fields. I just from a skill set standpoint, doesn't really make sense. Maybe, you know, if you're a big quarterback guy, you like heavy into the mechanics, you're like CJ Stroud, just a much better thrower of the football. I could maybe get behind that, but I think there's no way Trevor Lawrence gets replaced. I don't even think Zach Wilson has any shot of being replaced. I think, I think they, I think that's his, I think that's their guy. And I think they're going to groom him. If they could get Stroud, maybe because they just want that pocket passer. Maybe they believe Stroud is better. Maybe, but I think Justin Fields is is the one who's you who think could be on the hot seat. Absolutely, you I don't think, think he's on the hot. I'm not going to say he's for sure going to be replaced, but if he sucks and they're like you're saying number one pick, he's going to have a terrible season. Yeah. It's going to be beyond like like you look at what the season Trevor Lawrence just had. Jacksonville the number one pick. Trevor Lawrence was awful all year long. If if Justin Fields is that bad again after not having a very good rookie campaign i think there's a i think there's a great shot that he gets replaced i really do because he wasn't the number one pick he's not the golden boy he's just justin fields who no one actually really wanted on draft day they wanted trey lance they wanted you know zach wilson and i think he just kind of fell to the bears and then ryan pace wanted to try and save his job so he took him i don't think there's as much connection with the future of the franchise and justin fields in chicago as there is for these other quarterbacks and i think that's really the biggest issue here do I think it's a good, smart move? No, but I could see them making that move if they're desperate enough. And like you said, if they have the number one pick, that's a bad team right there. That's a really bad team. Yeah, I don't. And what sucks about it is, like, I agree with what you're saying, but I, I, I don't think it's a product of Fields being bad. Like the team is just bad, and they did. Yeah, and we talked about this. Team. We talked about this in the Discord last night. They did nothing to help him out. Nothing. No. You bring in Byron Pringle. Equinemia St. Brown, and you draft maybe, maybe, right? Like, I'm just, I'm giving that the benefit of the doubt. Maybe, maybe he's good, but you waited until round three to help out your second year quarterback, knowing that you just lost Allen Robinson. In my opinion, I think Chicago, they are, they are embracing the tank. Like I do. I I think think they're embracing the tank. And because of that, I, I don't think I don't believe 
fields would get pulled after this year. I think I think what's going to happen is they're going to embrace the tank. They're going to be bad. They're going to have a high draft capital. Uh, apparently, they're going to have a lot of money in free agency to go get some players. And then, yeah. like, but I think year three, it's do or die for all of them. I think it's, but if if T Law, Zach Wilson, and J- and it, you, you, it's interesting. You see, we're only talking about those three, right? We haven't we mm-hmm. haven't discussed Mac. Mac Jones is he's he's a starter. Like yeah. he's secure. <laughs> he's he's the guy. And for fantasy purposes, it may not yield the type of result that we're looking for, right? Like he's not going to be a high end fantasy asset. Mm-hmm. But we don't we 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 didn't even we didn't even factor that in when we drafted Mac Jones. Like we knew he wasn't going to be an elite end fantasy option. We did yeah. believe that Lance Lawrence Fields and some people like Zach Wilson more than any of them. You're one of them. You like Zach Wilson so much. You said he was the second coming of Aaron Rodgers. So I did say that. And, when you look at the path that that class has taken early, it's only one year, but it's on rocky fucking ground, man. It it yeah. you're not holding those assets right now and feeling good today. And we were mm-hmm. talking about it last night. It's not so much of like oh you you just took the it's you took them early in rookie drafts right because the process take the quarterback, but then you turned around and you people were taking these cats early in dynasty startup drafts, Jay. T-Law mm-hmm. was a first-round pick in Dynasty yeah. startup drafts last year. First-rounder. If you did that, and then if you got real cute, because some people are real cute, right? They want to do the product. They took T-Law in round one and then Fields in round two. Like, oh, shit, I'm yep. really going to show you. Like, I, I got it under control here. I'm going to take T-Law at 110, turn around and get Fields at the 202, 203, whatever. You're, you are sitting asshole clenched you are you are fingers eyes toes arms everything crossed hoping that these guys fire man and i don't know i guarantee inside those buildings there would be somebody to be like hey man we need to just take cj you know yeah, <laughs> like there's probably people in the building that would say we probably need to take cj but court of public opinion uh like it just it looks bad it looks josh rosen-esque so i'm with you i just i just wanted to throw that out there i i'm not concerned about lance man i know i don't, I don't know what the hysteria I, like i'm trying to find the inflection point like the where the this the paranoia for trey lance sort of like started to happen like i don't get it like kyle shannon well, he's, he's gonna, gonna be the starter man he's gonna start what are we doing well, I think it's interesting, right? Because I was even looking at uh, some underdog ADP for Lance, and he's slipping a lot. Like, I don't know if you've noticed this, but in redraft especially, and I don't know where he is in Dynasty, probably around the same spot, maybe falling a little bit because we keep talking about him almost every single week. But he went from, like, 75th overall to in, the like, the hundreds. He's fallen, like, almost two to three rounds in underdog drafts. And it's because of these reports that, you know, Lance isn't looking good and Lance isn't he doesn't have the faith of the coaching staff and we don't know what's going to happen with Jimmy Garoppolo and all these things. But I think where people have dogged me for being so down on Lance, he's becoming more of a value. Like he really is. If if you are playing in redraft leagues, like he is a value. If he's not even being drafted as a QB1 route, he's QB13. And at that point, you're getting a guy who could be the QB1 for all we know. And that's ridiculous to say, but with the rushing floor and how good the 49ers are, if he hits, he's going to hit in a big way, right? It's it's just interesting to see what's going to happen with Fields because, like you said, and, and we've talked about this a ton on the show, just how 
little they did to help him. They didn't bring in an offensive coach to groom him. They brought in a guy who has only coached Aaron Rodgers. Like, thanks. That's like bringing in Adam Gase, who's only coached Peyton Manning. That's his claim to fame. Like, there's you don't need to do anything with that guy. You just sit there, watch back, let him do his work. But with Fields, we know that he needs help, whether it's Mooney, whether it's other receivers. And there's been a lot of reports, Ray. I don't know if you've seen them talking about how the Bears may tank. Like they legit, there's legitimate reports from Listen, Chicago beat writers saying they may let, tank. Let me which tell you is something crazy. Let me tell you something. Uh, their decision to tank or not to tank, they, they're not. Th- that has been predetermined by the moves they've made this offseason. <laughs> no shit, yeah. they may tank with that roster. Um, yes, that team is not good. I, I think they're the worst team in the division. I think they're the worst team in the oh, NFC. Oh, easily. I, easily. I, I, I've been talking about the Lions as a sleeper. I'm not going Cincinnati Bengals type ascension, but I, I think the Lions could be a sneaky, decent team this year. I don't think they're going to be a bottom three team this year. I do not believe that. Um, I saw a couple of other people talk about the Giants. Yeah, they could stink. And then we talked the Panthers and then the Falcons. A couple of other people said the Falcons could be in yeah. the running for the worst team in the league. Um you know, they still have a couple of pieces on defense, and somehow yeah, they'll probably sneak out. Obviously. They'll sneak out a couple of wins here or there. Um, Division is tough, though. It's a tough division. <laughs> like, yeah. Can they beat Carolina is really what will determine if they're <laughs> yeah. the worst team or yeah. if they're not, right? Yeah. Between those two teams, those two games, if someone sweeps, those teams are going to be in I, trouble. I'd put, right? I'd, put my money on, I'd put my money on Atlanta if, if Sam Darnold's the starting quarterback uh, for Carolina. I would 100% uh, put my money on um, – on uh, Marcus Mariota, on Marcus Mariota, and the Twin Towers, the new Twin Towers, Kyle Pitts and uh, Drake London. So you put something in the notes about Terry McLaurin. So let's let's talk a little scary Terry. Uh, and what's this report? What the, what the Commanders do? Basically, there's a report from Jeremy Fowler of ESPN saying that they've kind of restructured their cap around giving Terry McLaurin a contract. The funny thing about it was there's no numbers in here, so. Any Washington personnel member could have just Lee saying, oh, yeah, you know, we're trying to restructure our cap to make face, space for McLaurin. But what does that number really look like? And are they going to be paying him what he wants? Right. The thing with McLaurin compared to some of these other guys, is he's he's actually reporting to camp. He's going to he's grooming the receivers. He's working with Jahan Dotson, all these things. So he's really being like a, a good team member. Right. Like you see some of these guys, they hold out. They want their money. Kyler, Debo yeah. Samuel, all these guys. Terry's like, I want to be here. I want to work with the guys. You know, I'm going to hold out for my health, right? He's not doing drills for his own health to try and secure his contract, but he's still there in the building, learning, working with his teammates, which is good. But, you know, I just don't really believe it because there's also, Ray, I'm assuming you've seen the reports that there's a vote pending right now to get Dan Snyder out of ownership, right? To change ownership for the Washington Commanders. And that may change things as well. So I'm curious how this may impact Terry's contract because there's so many things at the very top of the food chain going on with the Commanders right now and whether or not they can ultimately pay Terry because I want him to be there. I think he's a good fit. But if he does go somewhere else, like I wouldn't be shocked either because we never know what's going to happen with new ownership and these things kind of going on. Yeah. um, They should pay him. I mean, it's just... It's unfortunate that a receiver of his caliber, somebody that I think everybody likes, I think everybody, everybody watching the stream, we all love Terry McLaurin. We want Terry McLaurin to ascend and be this guy. But at what point are you just like, you know what, man? Like, it's just, he's going to end up becoming one of these veteran buys. You know how we're talking about Allen Robinson and man, such a great old buy. He's 28, 29. He's finally on a good team. 
I feel like that's going to be McLaurin, man. Like he's going, he's going to continue to get fed. Um, you know, Yolo Wentz doesn't give a damn, so I'm I'm cool with that. But he just he just feels like one of those guys we're going to look back on in three years when he's with the new team, and we're like, man, he like we were just deprived of all the great Terry McLaurin years. So hopefully he gets his his bag. But when you're talking about fantasy, man, that dude was frustrating as hell last year and it wasn't because of his skill set has absolutely nothing you know these receivers are are quarterback dependent to a degree man they need somebody to get them the ball and taylor heineken heineke i said heineken taylor heineke couldn't get it done he couldn't he couldn't do it man uh so hopefully he gets paid but he's one of the cats and if i had him in dynasty i'd probably be trying to flip him honestly like I'd, I'd probably really? yeah I, and it's not because i dislike him i just by the time that I feel confident rolling him out there week in and week out, like I would just rather hit the reset button. Like if I can get a 23 first for him, I, I would one a single first. I don't care where it's at. I'd move him straight up. I'd really? move him for a single first. Yeah. Like, and I, I, I love mean, the, I lo- and you know, I like Terry McLaurin, but yeah, I, I, what I like more is having players that are going to score me points consistently week in and week out to help me win. I like that more than how much I enjoy watching the player. Once my rosters are out of contention, I miss the playoffs, it's over, then I'll enjoy my favorite players. But up until that point, if I can just flip the reset button, get out of McLaurin, I'd be I'd be I would be actively trying to move him. Um and if there's a manager out there that's mad, like very scared, a little bit nervous, I wouldn't be mind I wouldn't mind acquiring, but I'm not paying a first for him. But I would one hundred percent accept it. I'm not paying a first for him, no. Why? No. But you're, my question is you're in on Michael Pittman, though. Yes. So why wouldn't you be in on McLaurin? Because Pittman's better than McLaurin. I think we – I mean, I don't know, maybe you don't agree with that. You said I, Pittman I is think, better than McLaurin? Yes. No, sorry. I said I think McLaurin's better than Pittman. It doesn't like, matter. Pretty what, easily. I don't think it matters who I think the better prospect player is. The opportunity why? is there for – They have the same quarterback. The, <laughs> like, no, my, I, don't, I don't think they Pittman have Pittman just had a good season with – Pittman just had a good season with Wentz. If you think that Terry McLaurin is an equal equal receiver or better, or you know, so I, I think at worst it's close. If you want to say it's close, but you know, Michael Pittman came off what in a wide receiver eighteen season. Mm-hmm. That's pretty damn good with Carson Wentz. And if you believe that Terry McLaurin's a good receiver or equal, or maybe like you saying, maybe a little bit worse. If you believe that Michael Pittman's better, he should have an equally good season, right? He should still be hyper targeted. And so that's why I'm kind of I'm kind of interested why you believe that you'd sell Terry McLaurin for that because you know that Michael Pittman just had a good season with Carson Wentz and if you believe they're similar talents why wouldn't you be in on them for the same type of value because you wouldn't trade Michael Pittman for a first like you you think he's good enough to to warrant that right but you're saying you trade McLaurin for a first I think they're equal assets outside of age right but everything else should align pretty easily for both those two but guys. that's a big thing I mean right now Pittman's being valued as wide receiver 16 which I think is appropriate like he's actually moved He's moved down a spot, but he's moved up since the last time we talked about this. And Terry McLaurin's down there at 23, man. I think, I mean, Pittman's, Pittman's got that second year, 1,100-yard season under his belt with Wentz. He's younger. He's the primary target getter in Indianapolis. They didn't go out and spend the number 16 overall pick on a wide receiver to compliment him. He's the guy in an offense that I believe Matt Ryan is just going to hyper-target him. I think he's going to outproduce Terry McLaurin this year. Like I'm, I'm willing to put. You know me. I'm a betting man. He's going to outproduce. He's going to outproduce Terry McLaurin this year, and he's a full two years younger than Terry McLaurin. I'd much rather have Michael Pittman Jr. in Dynasty than Terry McLaurin, and I like the player. I, it's the situation. Really? Yeah, and look, 
Terry is a supreme talent in a terrible situation. Pittman Terry is fine. Pittman, like I'm. So my pushback on my pushback on that right is like you give me the ranks, and if you're gonna give me that much of a discount on like on Terry McLaurin, like let's say we're going from Pittman to McLaurin, value says we could do that pretty easily. Like my, my biggest issue with receivers in general is they do go up and down a lot. Yeah. And I've told yeah. you before, Michael Pittman's a guy that I don't want right now because I don't believe he has the ability to go to even 12. There's just no room for him up there. As good as he may be, I don't believe that he has the ability to go much higher. So that's where I struggle with a guy like Pittman because if you're drafting him right now, and I've said this about Deontay Johnson as well. Deontay Johnson is a guy who gets drafted in like the top 12. He's not going to move into the top eight or top 10. So why are we taking him there? Because you're really taking him at value peak. And I feel the same way about Pittman. Whereas McLaurin, if you're drafting him now, maybe in the fourth, fifth round of a startup draft, he could be a guy who ascends to wide receiver 16 next season, and you could flip him for more than you paid for him. Right. And those are the kind of guys I like to target. So to hear you say that about McLaurin, I think like, well, I see it. I sort of disagree about the production. I think that Terry McLaurin could easily outproduce him. Again, he's a receiver who's coming off back to back thousand yard seasons. Again, 1100 yards in his second year, like you're talking about with Pittman. Equally talented, should see a ton of targets. I think for me, it just comes down to the value game. And if you want to take Pittman over McLaurin, I get it from an overall production. I'd be willing to bet you on that. I think that Terry McLaurin can outproduce him because I think he's better than Pittman. And again, seeing what Pittman did with Wentz, I think Terry McLaurin can do that or do better. But I still don't think that value gap is warranted. I think it's too much of a gap between two receivers that I think are in similar situations. I get the Jahan Dotson factor, but that won't be as much of a factor this year. Next year, potentially, but this year it should be all McLaurin. A case to tell Pacheco, Michael Pittman Jr. outproduces Terry McLaurin this year. You want to do it? Okay. Oh, we're going to do it, but I do have a request of the people because we make a lot of bets and we forget about not. I, I write them I down right oh, here. Do you write them down? I write them down. I, I don't play oh, about my so, money, bro. You're so, it's not about money. It's just, I, know, I, I don't play. In a, I was going to put them in a note so we actually have them somewhere we'll so I can refre- reflect back on them. So I will get those from you. But yeah, case, case Topo Chico. So how many cases do we have bet right now? This is, we got three I'm cases sending on the line. You a courier. Do you want your the bet or no? Me. Yes or no? Oh, I want it. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, right. I want it. Lock bet. it in. Absolutely. I'll write it down. See, I, I, where, I have no clue where you were. Just, did you want the damn bet or no? Um, oh, so I want jo- the bet. Joe makes a good, uh, Joe's got, Joe says, imagine a ser- scenario where Hal is actually decent with upside in reference to, you know, that situation. I get it, man, but the odds of that happening, I mean, the dude was a fifth round pick. Like he's he's gonna yeah, get, I'm not betting on Sam Howell. He's gonna get one opportunity. And if he goes out there and stinks it up, that's it. You know what I mean? But I, I this is not a me Jay, you know I love Terry. You know how I feel about Terry McLaurin. I've said yeah. some outlandish things about Terry McLaurin to the high you side. You did say he was a top I, five wide receiver. <laughs> I said some outlandish. I was, I was, I was feeling myself. I was, I, I had, uh, I had taken a plane. I was, I was excited. Um, but I like Terry McLaurin. But I'd rather have Michael Pittman Jr. over Terry McLaurin right now. Now, everybody's freaking out about OTAs, Jay. People showing up. People not showing up. Doesn't mean anything. Should we be concerned? OTAs, organized team activities. This is not involuntary mini camp, in, involuntary camp. This isn't where you have to show up. It's not mandatory. It's not training camp. It's practices, team gets together, camaraderie, right? You just for the for the business, but it is a business. So Debo and Kyler said we ain't going. We're we're not we're not reporting to that. Uh, we want deals. 
You know, apparently yep. Kyler Murray is going to be at minicamp. Debo's hanging out in Dallas. I'm going to get him one of these yes, Dallas sir. hats. Bring him on. Bring old Debo to D-Town. I would love it. I would love him on the Dallas Cowboys. Do you care if players are at OTAs or not? Does it matter to you? Do I care? Yes. Does it matter? No. I do want to see my players at OTAs. That's that's the truth, right? Because especially for some of these younger guys, like it's quick tangent because Ray, this will probably make you laugh. Apparently, Nikhil Harry isn't going to OTAs, which is just mind blowing to me. A dude who literally is a fringe spot on the roster is not going to OTAs. Again, when you're Debo, when you're Kyler Murray, you can do whatever you want to do. I, as far as I'm concerned, you guys earned it. Contracts, superstars, whatever you want to call yourselves. You have a right to skip OTAs. There's certain players that shouldn't do that. And so I do want to see them at OTAs. But if you're a Debo, if you're a Kyler, no, it doesn't matter. And no, I don't care. Aaron Rodgers skips OTAs every year and he just wins the MVP. Yeah, so again, it doesn't really matter. But it's interesting to see Debo in Dallas because, Ray, like, how would you, how would you fit that? Da- I would love it. Debo in there. I would and love it. What would you move to get Debo in Dallas? Because I don't know what it would cost. I don't know. But then as well, how would they make the cap situation work? Because they're probably cap strapped right now. I'd have to imagine, depending on because they still have the Zeke contract, which has to have what thirty million on the book still. I don't know. To that guy, at least two more years. You got at least they got rid of Cooper. CD is going to have to get paid. What probably after this offseason, if they want to pay him, I guess. You got Gallup's contract. It's interesting, but I would love <laughs> Oh God. Joe, come on, Joe. It's too early for this violence, man. I already got ripped by Kelly. Don't do this. Don't do this, Joe. Joe said OTAs had Brian Edwards as the new Randy Moss and Terrell Owens and a combination of uh Larry Fitzgerald and Jerry Rice. Uh, I mean, you know, it'd be nice if they were there, right? I want to see them out there with their team getting work in, but yeah. It's May, man. It's May. It's man, May. This is football, baby. And these every, dudes are still they're, still they're still training and working and working with their specialists. And I don't I don't think it's a big deal. I don't think it's a big deal at all. Like I don't think it's a big deal at all. I, I mean, I want the the young guys need to be there, right? Like the, you, you gotta yeah. get the play. Get but Debo, Kyler, I'm I'm not concerned. Trey Lance, you know. Is he there or not? Trey Lance is not there. Yeah, Trey, right? Trey, Lance, Trey Lance is, is there. there, bro. Yeah, he Trey has Lance to be there. there. Trey Lance said Jimmy, ain't, Jimmy be ain't Jimmy ain't taking this job. Uh, no, I saw sir. somebody say uh, best shape of their life season, and that's exactly what we got out of Dallas. Zeke Elliott. <laughs> yes. Once again, he's in the best. Second year in a row. <laughs> for the, you know, It's like the fourth year in a row. He's in the best shape of his life. Every year, he just gets, gets in better shape, better shape. It's like LeBron James, Benjamin Button. With Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott, Benjamin Button uh, syndrome. He's in the best shape of his life. Um, sure. He's just gonna you, he's gonna be fed. You, you he's gonna be fed 250 bit. touches, so I don't care. Like he's getting his 250, so 250 yeah. plus, so whatever. He's in the best shape of his life. Mac Jones has slimmed down as well. Uh focused on his yes, Mac, sir. you know, Mac had that Hank Hill body, you know. It wasn't he was not the he was not, he didn't look like uh Who's the guy that plays Thor? Chris Hemsworth. I saw a picture of him. Yeah. God, man, just makes you just feel like Ooh. shit. You go out there to work out every day. You think you got a good pump, and you get on Twitter, and there goes Thor, just built like a true Greek god. But Mac Jones, uh, back to Mac Jones. He'll never be that. But apparently, he's focused on his health. He's getting Tyquan yes, Thornton involved. Uh, this is good for Mac Jones, right? You saw Mac Jones in the Pro Bowl, 
rip off a 60-something <laughs> yard touchdown. Sneaky rushing upside. So, Jay, I was looking at Mac Jones, right? Not how many sneaky, rushing bro. yards? How many rushing yards do you think Mac Jones had last year? Last year, I would go with 330. Uh, I don't think he had that many. Um, you kind of, I mean, you, you're supposed to, you got to know, got to know the I'm show, man. 50 you're, yards. He he runs, he runs a little bit. He's got some wheels. And he he's not one, afraid to he go. Had 130, average three yards in the 130. Oh, Mac. Okay, Mac, Mac's going for at least 300 this season. Mac, 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 Mac's going over 250. Mac's going over he's, 250 this year. He's getting you over 250. Mac picked up a couple of first downs, but he's slimmed down. He's slimmed down. People are laughing. Uh, people are laughing about the Mac. That, Mac okay, Jones. wow. Boston slander. We got the Celtics. We yeah. got the Red Sox. Jesus. But, Ray, can we please? I, I'm just, I'm sorry to make it personal. I, I am. But have you seen the reports about the Patriots offense? No. I don't even know who's coaching it. Bill Belichick no. refuses to name an offensive coordinator right now. He refuses. He, no one knows who's calling the plays. I, I think There's I did no hear that. of the drills in practice. And do you know who is the current favorite to be the Patriots OC this season? He was a head coach actually last season to make it even easier for you. He got fired. He landed back in New England, <laughs> two of them actually, but he was only a head coach last year. The other one was a head coach two years ago. I know, know one, of them is, is? one of them is Bill O'Brien, right? No, Bill O'Brien is Matt Patricia? still in Alabama. So Matt Patricia is one of the candidates yeah. to be the offensive coordinator in New England, despite being a defensive guy. But the current guy who is number one, right in the comments, Patrick nailed it, is Joe Judge. He is the guy who is pegged to be the offensive coordinator and is the current quarterback coach apparently tied to the hip of Mac Jones in practice and running drills. This is, again, people call me a hater. I, like, Let's just be real about the situation right now. Ooh. Two, not one, but two failed head coaches with zero background in offensive planning are going to lead this offense into the future with Mac Jones. This is the reason why I refuse to draft Patriots, why I don't want them unless they're running backs, and why I really don't want a lot of Mac Jones. As much as I like Mac Jones as yeah. a player and as a Patriots quarterback, he is set up to fail in the worst possible way. As much as I may not like the Bears, I believe Luke Getze learned enough from Matt LaFleur to have a competent offense in Chicago. There is just no way that these two guys can come together to put together a competent offense. You know what they're probably going to do? They probably got photocopies of Josh McDaniels' playbook last year, and they're just, just going to run the play through pages and just say, yeah, that looks good, and we'll play that one like – Bro, it's just I can't even believe what I'm seeing out of New England for a team that has upside and what they what? have in Mac as a guy who came out wasn't supposed to be anything and was really good. Now they turn around and do this shit. Like, how are you supposed to develop this guy and compete in a division with Josh Allen, Tua Tagovailoa with the revamped offense, Zach Wilson with an improved offense, and what do they have? They got fucking Joe Judge and Matt Patricia leading this charge. I'm just I don't know what to do. I don't know what to think. It's crazy. I got nothing to say. I mean, you killed that, man. I mean, you tell us how you really feel about your New England Patriots, man. You are, you are, you sound disgusted. You sound disgusted with the moves of, but here's the thing. You shouldn't have been counting. You don't want to, here's, a, you, outside of best ball, like you're not going to take any of the Patriots and start them with confidence. None of them. 
There's nobody on that no. roster that you maybe Hunter Henry because tight end is so terrible. Yeah, like since, the tight end or maybe a running back is like I a, don't even a think shit, Jay. Flex option, you I don't know, even maybe. think you know which running back to start. Is it Harris? No, you don't. Is it going to be Ramondre? James White is back. They drafted Pierre Strong in the fourth. I don't. <laughs> Devontae I, Parker. I, fuck, I forgot about Devontae that. Devontae Parker's there. You got Kendrick. But outside of best ball, I don't think you want any of those. Like you don't want to start any of them on a week-to-week basis. Not one single New England Patriot. Damian Harris is going to have 14 carries for 52 yards. Ramondre is going to have six for 38 in the touchdown. James White's going to have, you know, his six catches for 42 yards. Yeah. And then somehow Pierre Strong is going to get three for 80. You know what I mean? And you just never, you're not even going to know. You don't want any part of that in a start your lineup league. None. And, these moves about the OC, it just – Bill might be losing it, man. Cole Strange in the first round, Tyquan Thornton in the second round. Bill, Bill, is, Bill, may, be, Bill may be losing it. Um, Justin Herbert is apparently 245 pounds. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, he's he's gonna look like a tank wow. this season. I mean, he's not gonna play at 245, but he's listed at 237. Right. So that's, but again, probably about the same time, ways in, pre anything really happening before he starts working out, all these things. But yeah, beefed up in a serious way. Justin Herbert, 245, man. How many yards is he going to run for if he's 245? Like, is he just going to Josh Allen this thing? He he probably Bro. weighs more than Josh Allen now. That's a like, tank. I don't know, I'm going to look it up right now. That's a tank. But, 245 for Herbert, beefing up. I like it. Uh, real quick, I got my, my feelings got kind of hurt because you know I'm a Keontae Ingram. I will never quit Keontae Ingram to the day that he retires from football. I just think he's good. I keep saying I told Matt Kelly, it's not his fault that one of the best running running back prospects in the University of Texas's history decided to commit there, right? And it made Keontae Ingram leave. I'll never quit Keontae, but you know they signed Darrell Daryl Williams to that Arizona backfield, so just. Um. Yeah, that's not great. It's not, not great. great. He's for he's good enough. Good yeah, enough. To he's good, and that's the thing. Get in the lineup. Right? He's good enough. Right. He's, he's really good. good in pass pro. That's what Mahomes said. They they consulted Mahomes apparently, and Mahomes really beyond the pass catching, which everyone is aware of. He's apparently really good in in pass protection. So to be there for Kyler, for Kyler as an outlet, and I think it does actually make some make a small dent into what we may see from James Conner too, right? Like, I don't know if I expect James Conner to catch many passes out there, maybe in the red zone, but, you know, for, on an everyday basis as being a three-down running back, we expected a lot from Conner this season, and maybe he is in more of a community that we were hoping for when we started recommending him and drafting him overall. Yeah, Marcus, uh, he's still bitter about his, uh, his Longhorns blowing that game versus LSU in 2019. Uh, and Keontae Ingram, it seemed like his career did go downhill after he dropped a damn touchdown pass. If he would have caught that touchdown – Think about the scales that would have shifted if Texas would have pulled that game off, which they should have won, versus LSU in 2019. LSU probably doesn't go to the national championship game. Like, it just shifts so many things. Um, And that was Keontae Ingram's fault. He smoked a wide-open damn touchdown pass. But I I still will never quit Keontae Ingram. Justin Herbert is big. Keontae Ingram uh, gets buried a little bit by Darrell Williams. And we already talked about Sam Darnold's supreme confidence that he could be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Sam Darnold, as Stephen A. would say, stay off the weed, brother. Stay off the weed. Leave that to us in the chat. Leave that to us who don't have to go out there and perform at high levels. So uh, I don't think Eno gets cut. 
No, I don't. I don't think Eno Eno gets cut. Probably man. not. Probably yeah, not. yeah, yeah. Keontae, yeah. I, I like Tyler Beatty, Batty, man. He can catch the ball, but I hate the landing spot. I hate the landing spot of uh, of freaking uh, Baltimore. It sucks, man. Sucks. All right, we had a couple of super chats before we get out of here. Let's see what Rico has to say. Traded 104, and 104, 202, and Khalil Herbert for Nick Chubb in 205, which turned into Dotson. Overpay. No. Bro, how so. the hell did you get Dotson at 205? Man, yeah, people really don't want You got really Nick Chubb and Jahan Dotson for Traylon Burks and George Pickens, Traylon Burks and Rashad White. Yeah. I'm fine with Nick Chubb and Jahan Dotson over that. I do not believe that was an overpay. Jay, you agree? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I think in a just from a pick standpoint, it could see that way. But the way it worked out for you, definitely not. You got the yeah. good end of that deal for sure. Super chat. What round are you taking Trey Lance and Superflex? Um, that depends on you. Don't, you're not going to give me a one, are you? Yeah, round two. I think round two is fine. I'd prefer to get him in round three, but he's not. You're not. Yeah, if you could get him in round three, great. <laughs> yeah. But. If you're picking at 208. So, okay, better question. What quarterback are you taking him? Do you think? Just like approximately the range. Give me a range where you take him. Because he's probably still valued at like QB 8 or 9. And he's where would you take I think 11. I'd take him. Bro. Oh, he's falling. T-Law is back right back up. QB 9 on keep trade cut. QB 9. This is what I'm telling you people, he's man. Back that doesn't up, make man. any damn sense. It doesn't make sense like, to me either. It doesn't make sense to me either. People say that I'm a Trevor Lawrence hater. That doesn't make any sense. I'm with you. Like, there is no way. I'm with you. He's right behind Dak Prescott. Listen, (laughs) T-Law over Russell Wilson, Trey Lance, Jalen Hurts, Matt Stafford, Zach Wilson. I mean, I get the the older guys, but I'm taking Russ over Trevor Lawrence. I'm taking Trey Lance over Trevor Lawrence. I'm taking Jalen Hurts. I'm making the bet. I talked about it last night. I, I think they are going to give him a contract. I think he is going to be the quarterback of the future. For them, um, T-Law's at QB9, man. QB9. QB9. D-Bro, no, Jay Rich is the hater. We got yo, we got, we got a super chat from Fizzle. Jay Rich, I know the super chats are for you, but I wanted to send some of that bread to Lil G for the graduation. Keep going, little homie. Appreciate you, my guy. Appreciate you. Little man needed that, man. He had field day today. I'd give him 20 out of my pocket, man. 20 damn dollars. Pre-kindergarten? Field day? What are these? What are these schools doing? Yeah, the hell, you know, man! Stuff I could buy with twenty with American 20 dollars. Bucks. I could probably go put a down payment on a house out here. This dude, you know what he told me this morning? I was like, "Hey, man, you want an apple juice on your way?" He's like, "No, nah, I'm gonna buy something at school with my money." And I was like, "Oh shit! All right, all right." Oh my but God. real, I mean, honestly, Jay, am, am I am I am I out over my skis here? Hurts over Lawrence, Wilson nope. over Lawrence. I think what? for me, I'd have to take him at like. Somewhere between 12 and 12, it still feels early. I think probably 14, and I'm good. I think I could find maybe not four, uh, 14. Does 14 sound, sounds like too many. Four, uh, uh, I guess I'm just I, not I taking T Law QB9. It's, it's not, man. I can't do it, man. Would you trade away Dobbins, Brandon Cooks, and the 12th overall for CD? Hmm, uh, I don't think I would. Tw- 12th overall? Like rookie draft 12th pick? Dobbins yeah, I want Cooks? 12. Uh, that's hard. I like CD. Do I like CD that much? I think I don't like CD that much if I'm not willing to make that trade. Same. I mean, I I, I would rather Dobbins Cooks in the 112, man. I think the problem is that Cooks... I, w- 
could produce like Cooks. very close, if not more than Stevie. He could. He could. Right? I, I don't think I would. Do, I don't think I would do this. I would do this deal. I don't yeah, think I would I do it. I love. I love I CD, but I think that's a little. I can't do it right now. I'm not buying. I'm. I feel like this is. I don't want to say buying buying him at his team, uh, buying him at his peak, but I, I'm not going to do it. Ian Dobbins. Oh, Bear, look at this. Bears fan, right? You guys should stick to analyzing teams from a football perspective because your Bears analysis is trash. Ian, man, thank you for uh, thank thank you for your Appreciate chat, that. man. You're um would love to have you on to hear your Bears expertise and and how you break down this Bears team because you definitely uh, have got a better understanding than we do. So thank you. Please. Please send us a message so we can get you on the show, Ian. So you could uh, you could put us in our place about our Bears analysis and how they've done everything to surround Justin Fields with talent, and they're going to be a really good team this year. Please, Ian, come on the show. Cooter Doodle, what's up, Cooter? my girl? Cooter. All right, Jay, what are we doing? We getting out of here? We got a uh, we got the wheel of we got the wheel of fortune, the wheel of fame, the wheel of spin. We're gonna do it again on Friday. So make sure you tap into the show on Friday. We're gonna bring the wheel back. Talk some veteran wide receivers. Make sure we talk all Chicago Bears. Another Chicago Bears team review. We'll have the projections for the team uh, on uh, Friday just for Ian. So we appreciate y'all tapping in. Thanks for waking up with us. We'll be back tomorrow or Friday with more. Subscribe, (laughs) comment for the algorithm. Ian, we love you, big dog. We out. Peace.